Hello, friends. Welcome to this episode of the Harder to Kill podcast. I am your host, Coach Shannon, and this episode, my guest is Coach Peyton. Hello, hello. Hi. So uh, today, what we are going to talk about is nutrition basics. So we have people joining the gym all the time and kind of starting with their exercise, which kind of gives them motivation to then start dialing in their nutrition. And a lot of times people don't know where to start, right? Because there's an overwhelming amount of information and misinformation like online that you just get to the point to where like you just don't know what to do. Or I would say I've also talked to and met a lot of people who are still in that like 90s mindset of like, oh, I just need to restrict my calories really hard. Right. And then you end up in this like, or, you know, or they start some fad diet, right? And then you just end up in this catch 22. That's always like the first thing someone will tell me is um, when I'll ask them about like their nutrition or like what they're doing outside of the gym. And they'll be like, oh, I'm having chicken breast and green beans for dinner. Like, okay, there's a lot more to dive in. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good protein source and getting your veggies in. But uh, there's so much more to dive into it. And I think a lot of times, yeah, when people think of healthy eating or nutrition, it instantly goes to chicken breast and broccoli or green beans. Yeah, that and just like restriction. Yes. Right. And cutting out everything that I love. And, you know, basically people will just jump on this diet quote unquote, and they won't be able to like stick to it. Right. Just because it's not sustainable to make that big of a change kind of like all at once. And then that gets super intimidating. And then you just get to the point where you're like, okay, I can't do this for the long term. I'm just going to give up. Yeah. So there's that. Um, or some people do stick to it like way longer than you think that they should be able to. And then they end up like losing some weight. But then as soon as you kind of revert back to your old habits, then all your weight comes back on and then you just chalk it up to like another failure. Yeah. And that's where, um, like with fad diets where if it's something that you can't see yourself doing for the long term, then it's not, uh, how long are you going to like have the weight off? It's like, when is that weight going to come back? Because with nutrition, with fitness, it needs to be a lifestyle. It needs to be something that you can maintain, do long term. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's always something to ask yourself. If you are someone who sees like the newest diet trend on Facebook, that's buy this shake and have this for 30 days. If you can't do that for years on years, then mm-hmm. just don't even start it. Yeah. I think to, People always want their like, you know, instead of get rich quick, get, get skinny quick, you know, but get skinny quick is not sustainable and usually just leads to more weight gain, more failure, more problems. It starts that yo-yo effect and then you get in the mindset of I've did it before, so I know I can do it again. And it's just every time it gets harder and harder, um, just cause your body adapts and yeah. Yeah, it's just not, it's, that's very mentally daunting too, to just go back and forth of yeah. restriction, like being super diligent, losing the weight, mm-hmm. being proud of yourself and then gaining it all back. And just that can be mm-hmm. a, take a toll mentally too. Not to mention how unhealthy that actually is. Yes. And that's kind of usually a red flag to doctors. Like, I don't know if anybody's been to the doctor recently, but usually one of the questions is like, have you in the last six months had more than a 20 pound weight loss or weight gain, you know, like stuff like that. And I just threw out 20 pounds, but usually it's like a significant weight change because that's usually can kind of throw up a red flag, you know, for several reasons. I think it can be signs of, um, you know, something else like going on with you, like a sickness or something like that. But 
it's usually better to lose slower if you're looking to lose you know fat like lose slower over time and sort of like learn the basics and the building blocks right so that you can be successful long term yeah and that's it um so everyone's like like, what I don't want to wait that long right or like that doesn't sound that's not exciting it's yeah it's way more exciting to see uh that there is a random syrup that you can drink every morning that will supposedly block your carbs or (laughs) make you lose weight and you don't have to change anything um but I think that will and it only costs a hundred dollars a month Where it's like you could be spending that on groceries or a gym membership. And yeah. so I think that will get us into our first part of um, I actually just made a post the other day. I shared someone's post, but um, I made a quote in the beginning and it was like thinking of nutrition as a house. And you first have to establish that solid foundation, because if you have this house and the foundation is falling apart and you're so worried about getting the latest and greatest appliances, like it doesn't matter if your house is just going to crumple down on you. (laughs) So you need to build that foundation. And then from there, just knowing like there is no um, perfect diet out there. It's whatever works best for you, but you need mm-hmm. to have that foundation before you go out and try things. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing to all here in the gym. Like people are trying these different things like and intermittent fasting or yeah. something like and that. And it's like, that's yeah. great. If you want to try that, maybe that will work great for you. But if you don't have that solid foundation, then mm-hmm. it doesn't matter yeah. because you're just going to get right back to where you mm-hmm. were. And also to just knowing that, uh, your why behind it too. Cause if you just are like, Oh, I'm only going to try this X, Y, Z diet because I want to lose weight. That's not going to be a strong enough why to keep you motivated also. So mm-hmm. it's developing that foundation of the nutrition basics, knowing that those are important, having that why. And then from there, if you want to experience or experiment with different mm-hmm. e- ways of eating, go for it. I mean, having that good foundation too, it's something you can always fall back on. Yeah. You don't it's a lose tool this to have. knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like coming to CrossFit. There's a learning curve to like learning all of the movements. Once you learn the movements, though, you can always revert back to these movements, even if you like take time off of it or whatever. You like you always have you now know the principles and you can use those. You can yeah use them to maintain your lifestyle. And it's just it's so funny to me because like with anything we do, like if your car, like you have to maintain your car, you have to make sure you're getting your oil changed. You have to make sure you're getting gas. Uh, like you have to do things to maintain it, um, almost your house, just anything mm-hmm. in life. But when it comes to nutrition, we think that it's just this, I'm going to start this thing. And then as soon as I get to this point, then I'm done with it. And it's, yeah. you know, it's something that you're constantly having to maintain. Yeah. If you go back to your old habits, you're going to go back to your old weight. You're going to go back to your old body. And if that's not what you want, then you really need to take the time to learn the basics and then build off of those. So I'm not knocking intermittent fasting. I just use that as an example because it's more of a higher level type of nutrition yeah, method. It's a popular thing. It's, but it's something that use. I feel like you need to already know the basics of nutrition before you would go into something like that. Or what most people end up doing is just not getting enough calories. They end up just like skipping breakfast rather than having like a good plan. They're in a calorie reduction. Yeah. Which, yeah. Honestly, like that could be, um, a point for almost any, especially if you're going, if your why behind doing it is because of weight loss, almost any new diet is what the reason you lose weight so fast is because you're either like cutting out a food group or you're restricting your calories, which is putting you in a calorie deficit, which equals weight loss. Yeah. But people, um, don't think about that. And they're like, Oh, I, did keto and I lost a bunch of weight and it was like no you cut out a food group and so then you 
cut your calories. calories. So you're in a calorie reduction. So you um, yeah. lost weight where it's like you can learn um, about food and you can learn about those basics and then you can still enjoy foods that you enjoy and you can still be moving towards your goals. Yeah, totally. Like food I, freedom. I, I do kind of like that our basics and our, I don't know if methodology is the right term, but basically our idea behind it is that we add things in and we yeah. try to get the good first and then we're not about eliminating or cutting out so that you know people don't feel like they're super deprived and like you know just hungry when you're like rage hungry like on a diet you know what I mean yes this is not sustainable <laughs> so where do you want to kind of start with like leading people in the direction like what's the most what's like the first thing you would start with if you know if you're a person who really like doesn't know where to start all right so yeah so we'll just go through some of like the foundation basics of which I would think would be most important. So I would say number one is honestly probably going to be sleep, really focusing on trying to get seven to nine hours of sleep a night, just because our sleep does affect like our daily life. Like and it affects everything we do so much. Decision making yeah, is like a if, big one. If we're not getting enough sleep, um, we're going to feel more hungry. Um, we're going to not feel as satisfied. Our cravings are going to be a lot higher. Also too, if you're not getting enough sleep, your stress is going to be higher, which is going to get you um, call it like the case of the efforts, like mm -hmm. your willpower is going to be down. You're just, just like mentally weak overall. Yes. You'll just, yeah, you'll make decisions that you wouldn't normally make if you weren't tired, right? Yeah. So. If you've ever had like where you were sleeping good and then you had a night of bad sleep, you would know exactly what we're talking mm -hmm. about. So sleep is something that's really important. So just if you're someone hey, that's, and sleep has nothing to do with nutrition, right? But it has everything. I would say, true. I would honestly <laughs> almost argue that it's just as important as nutrition, just because it affects us so much. I mean, that'll help your workouts in the gym too. If you're getting that sleep well, and as recovering, because well, that's yeah. your recovery right there. Yep. So, so that kind of kills two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Sleep. Okay. So seven to nine hours. Um, a good place to start is to, I think a lot of people don't really pay a lot of attention to it necessarily, or they're just kind of like on autopilot or they don't actually have a specific plan for their sleep. So I, I like a good place to start for this kind of stuff is kind of assessing what you currently do yeah. and then see what like changes you can make. And just, yeah, like let's say if you normally go to bed at 11 o'clock, can you try to go to bed at 1030 and just try to make those small incremental changes. And once you're consistently doing that for a couple of weeks, okay, maybe we can, we push it back a little bit more and go from mm -hmm. there. But just like with nutrition, a lot of times we get in that all or nothing mindset of, oh, I normally go to bed at 11. Okay. I'm going to be in bed by nine every night. Well, that's probably not realistic. And yeah. <laughs> you just need to think of it like anything else in life. Like when you come into the gym, if you're new, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to be able to deadlift 200 pounds no problem if you've never even picked up a barbell yeah. so <laughs> you need to make like those small changes and then just keep working towards it yeah definitely so sleep is um I would say probably number one something that you can start focusing on um then from there I would say just focusing on adding things in so water that's a really low-hanging fruit if you're someone maybe you're just not even mindful of how much water you're drinking just start being mindful of how much water you're drinking a good rule of thumb is about half your ounces in body weight or, or your body weight in half ounces so if you're like 150 pounds looking at trying to get what would that be a 75, 75 ounces yeah. or so um Otherwise, too, a good just daily goal is if you're someone that doesn't drink a lot of water, maybe start by having like 60 ounces. Mm -hmm. Once you're consistently getting that, maybe you up it to 80 and then yeah. going from there. I like to have a water bottle that I use like daily. And then I just have like markers during the day for when I 
refill the water bottle. Yeah. So like, you know, I try to drink my first bottle of water by noon and then second bottle by like, you know, four or when you're get, like ding, getting done with work and then you finish out your last bottle like at the end of the day or like around like dinner or whatever because I try not to drink like a lot of water super late because yeah, I don't want to get tip. up to pee especially when you're you know trying to like have good sleep too yeah so but, you're trying yeah. to yeah get the majority of it like earlier in the yeah. day so it won't affect your just sleep. like something mm-hmm. like that another thing that we've talked about before which is a good tip is to have a glass of water like right when you wake up like before you do breakfast before you have your coffee and that yeah. just kind of gives you a good like shot of you know eight to twelve ounces or something like that so yeah, like building it up over time is definitely. Yes. And so you don't want to just chug a ton, like 80 ounces in one sitting. You'll feel so miserable. Yeah. So just like spread it out. Yeah, Spread it out. Um, Shannon had like a super great tip of having like a set water bottle that you know how many ounces it is drinking that throughout the day. Um, otherwise, too, you can download apps on your phone that will give you annoying reminders. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's a really great place to start just because. A lot of us don't drink enough water, especially with it getting hot out. If we're dehydrated, mm-hmm. that can uh, affect your performance in the gym up to 20%. It's actually crazy. I I mean, now that I've been a water drinker for a long time, if for some reason I don't get enough for like a day or two in a row for like whatever reason, because um, a lot of times if I either get out of my routine or if I forget my water bottle, it can really throw me off. Yeah. And then that'll be a day where I don't get my water and you can like notice if I forget my water <laughs> bottle it's like in, I instant I'm like anxiety. oh my gosh yeah uh but yeah so making sure you're getting that water in that's super important it helps a ton with digestion it's great for your skin um and it just keeps everything running smoothly and then uh, also too a lot of times um cravings can be disguised as thir- or thirst can be disguised as cravings mm-hmm. so you might be like oh I'm like hungry or you could be thirsty so get your water in and then if you're still hungry from there have your food whatever yeah I'm hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, from there, I would say uh, upping fruit and veggie intake. So making sure that you are having like fruits and vegetables throughout the day. So focusing on adding those in opposed to taking things out. So looking at your meal currently, like do you have vegetables with your lunch and dinner? Um, can you add them in? Uh, maybe even adding like a piece of fruit as a snack or adding it into lunch and dinner too. So just seeing like where you can start adding those things in. Yeah. Adding that kind of stuff in can start to help you crowd out like the other things too. Yeah. And with the, with fruits and veggies, say they're full of fiber, they help us feel a lot more full and satisfied. Um, we're probably not going to overindulge on fruits and veggies opposed to for Mm -hmm. having a side of potato chips. Yeah. Um, they can also too, like if let's say you ordered pizza for the night, having like a side of veggies that can just help you feel more full. Yeah. It just helps you feel feel a lot more full and satisfied. Um, it's a really great way to get a bunch of your, um, vitamins and nutrients is just having a bunch of different colors of fruits and veggies. Also the easiest way too, and my favorite way to make vegetables is get out a sheet pan, dump whatever vegetables you like. Frozen, raw. I (laughs) do straight up frozen ones all the time. And then you can buy like oil that like is in a spray. You just spray your pan down with it or, you know, whatever you want to use. But, um, you put it in the oven on the bottom shelf of your oven and you go like 400 degrees, flip them over like 10 or 15 minutes and then probably cook like another 10 minutes or so. I just kind of wait till like one side is like a little bit black It is my absolute favorite way to eat vegetables. And it's just so easy because you don't, they don't 
taste bad from like steaming or just like boiling or something. Right. They get a little bit crunch. They get like almost a caramelization. Yeah. So that like gets really good. Um, My youngest daughter who I know this is weird, but she loves broccoli. And so she, she calls it oven broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) Oven broccoli is her favorite. (laughs) So broccoli is good. Yeah. Good way to. It's a great way to make them in bulk and then you can just throw them in a container, throw them in the fridge. They're Mm -hmm. ready to go. So yeah. Frozen veggies are 100% fine. A lot of time when uh, they pick the vegetables for the frozen vegetables, it's or when they're making the frozen vegetables, yeah. it's like their prime time of like when yeah, they're frozen having veggies are great. So um, it's sometimes even better than your quote unquote fresh veggies from the store, just because it depends on the time of year and yeah. where those veggies have come from. If they traveled, you know, far, they probably yeah, weren't picked at like peak, but I wouldn't worry too much about that sort of stuff or even like organic or whatever. Yeah, no. Just start eating your vegetables and fruits and then you can be more picky about it over time. I want to say one more thing too about the, the oven, the sheet pan. Um, so a lot of times for like our more starchy food, like we'll do a sweet potato or a potato. You can just cut those right up with your or buy a bag of frozen ones of those and just throw them in there with the veggies. And then you have like your two sides like ready to go. So the that's air fryer is really awesome. Oh, easy I haven't got an air fryer oh, yet. Oh, you need to. That's been my, because I get home late, a little, little bit later from like yeah. coaching and it takes me like 10 minutes. I can make roasted potatoes. Yeah, um, that's really awesome. I'm going to, I've looked into it because I need to get my new countertops um, in so that I can have space for an air fryer. But my original issue with them was they were too small to like yeah. cook for a family of five. That's why I'm like super into the sheet pan stuff because I can put two giant pans in my oven and have everything cooked in like 20 minutes. <laughs> Jordan and Paul told me that you can get um, ovens that have air fryers. Yeah. I'm sure they're not the cheapest, but that is so amazing. They <laughs> make all kinds of stuff now. I You can buy like combo microwaves and stuff like that now. And so I was like going to look into that sort of stuff. So. So yeah, make your life easier. I'm all about that. <laughs> yes, bulk cooking is the best. I hate cooking. Like it's not a thing that I just enjoy doing. So I'm way into like convenience and fast and bulk. Like that is what I like to do. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's probably the best. Like recipes and stuff are great, but just being realistic of like, if you don't have the time to make recipes, like you do not need to. You can spice up flavors with just different seasonings. I think that that can be o- super over... Um, ugh, I can't get the word out overwhelming for people too is they think that like so another like principle that we use a lot is you know cooking for yourself like cook at home don't buy food from restaurants or stuff like that just because you don't know what kind of like oils and stuff that they've used in it and so and you're just not really sure what they've added so it's a lot harder to be accurate when you're trying to like you know, figure yeah, out most restaurant. I think it's the fact is like most restaurants, like a food that you would have at home, if you have it at a restaurant can have upwards to 500 plus calories, yeah. even if it's like a deal that maybe is like on the healthier side, just yeah. because chicken breasts, they're going to saute it in oil or butter. And, uh-huh. and you just right. don't know for sure. Um, so it can be overwhelming to think like, Oh, now I got to go home and do all these home cooked meals. And it's like, listen, I do not cook, okay? I literally put stuff on a sheet pan and put it in my oven. (laughs) Or, yeah, like what Peyton said, she literally just puts stuff in her air fryer. Like, nothing is 
crazy hard. <laughs> so I'm going to go over the last uh, basic thing. And then, yeah, I have a tip for that cooking. Okay. Too. Um, so then the last one. So it's something that we preach in here often is hitting your daily protein goal. And if you're someone too, that's like new to like the protein goal, maybe even just a great starting point would be prioritizing protein in every meal and snack. Then once you're consistently doing that, then maybe start logging um, how much protein you are getting to get that idea of a baseline mm-hmm. of where you're at. And then do you have... You said maybe you're going to have some like um, materials to go with this so that you know like what good proteins are. I just, yeah, I think I I'm, just feel like there's some some misnomers on like what is a good protein too. So the thing is too. So it's just the thing with nutrition is it's always going to be it depends. So like gray area. <laughs> yeah. So like with like protein ideas like that could be anything from bison, beef, chicken breast, chicken sausage, chicken thighs, eggs, egg whites, um, ground turkey, salmon, uh, there's so many like different protein options out there. Tuna. Um, tuna. Yeah, that's a great one. And you're going to have your lean proteins, which are going to have like two grams of fat or less per serving. You're going to have your like moderate fatty protein. So that's going to be things like your probably like ground beef, like the 93.7. There's going to be a little bit more fat than like your, say your chicken breast. And then you're going to have your high protein meat. So that's going to be things like... Uh, bacon, sausage, high fat. High yeah. fat yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. High fat. Um, it's like sausage that type of thing is going to be almost more fat than the the protein protein. so yeah just being careful with so i'd say like a good rule of thumb like the minimally processed the better um Mm -hmm. especially when you are like looking at terms of meat Mm -hmm. and um but then from there too it's just relative to like what does the rest of your day look like Mm because before um especially in like nutrition coaching a lot of times it's lean proteins lean proteins lean proteins well um, if you're eating quality meat, some of those higher fat proteins actually can have a lot more nutrients and can be a lot more beneficial for you. So it just depends like what does the rest of your day look mm-hmm. like? Cause if you're only eating chicken breast, egg whites, and not really having any other like fat Bad. in your diet, then your hormones, all that stuff can get, I don't want to get down that those weeds, right. but, um, there is benefits to having some of those higher fat meats too, especially if you are getting that quality protein. I usually just factor that in since we grow our meat off and on I I will have like a lot of ground beef and a lot of steaks and a lot of roast and stuff like that and it's all like a higher higher fat meat I just take that into consideration of what I have with it and what I'm having kind of the rest of the day because I'll be like well I know I'm gonna have like ground beef for dinner so I'm not gonna also add sour cream cheese avocado like all of that you know what I mean so it's just kind of like I know that I'm already kind of getting my fat like in with that so I don't need to add a bunch of fat or I'll just be more like aware of how much fat I'm adding to like other things exactly and that's where like getting into the next part so once you have like those foundations so going like those habits that we just laid out. So, so um, sleep. seven to nine hours of sleep, um, getting about like eight, 60 to 80 ounces of water daily, adding fruits and vegetables to every meal and then um, hitting like having protein in every meal and snack. Like just start with one of those habits first. And then once you continuously get that, then try adding on the next one. But once mm-hmm. you're like, you feel like you're like, okay, I think I'm ready for this next step. Or the biggest question we get in here is like, well, how much should I eat? Mm-hmm. This is where logging your food can be a really great tool. 
Um, and just to know with like food logging, it's not something you have to do forever, but if it's something that you really commit to, to a month to three months, you're going to get so much knowledge and knowledge is power. And then you're going to be able to take that information and set yourself up for success. It is really helpful to at least log for a little while so that it just, it gives you a really good idea of what of how, of how many calories of how much, how many grams of protein, you know, and it just really gives you a good, like starting point yeah well and it helped so like because food logging can get like a bad rap of like sometimes people do get like too obsessed with it and stuff so it's really just like stepping back of like why are you doing it um and just knowing that you're using it for a tool and using uh, it for data yeah not necessarily trying to be perfect with it just trying to use it for data yeah and just knowing to like being realistic and honest to yourself of like what are your goals because you can get pretty far by just focusing on like eating more like whole foods. Um, the more and why we preach whole foods is those are going to help really dial in your like hunger cues. Because the thing to know is just now like there's so much like with all the foods and stuff out there, they are literally made to make you want to overeat them. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to listen to your hunger cues if you're eating this food that literally is designed to make you overeat it. Yeah. So by learning how to food log and learning about like, okay, what is a protein, carb, and fat? And what is this food prop? Like, what does this food have in it? What are the macros on like it? Like how to read a nutrition label. Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah. it just gives you so much knowledge to make those mindful decisions. And then also too, it can really help you realize that there is no like good or bad foods. There's foods that are more nutritious. There's foods that have um, like are more volume like you're gonna get more volume from it they're gonna be more nutrient dense they're gonna make you feel better um I always think of it as like your all the time foods sometimes foods and like every now and then foods yeah Yeah. and it's just it really can just help shift that mindset though of like oh I'm gonna have some pizza tonight okay I know that pizza is really high in carbs and fat so maybe I need to add like some extra protein with it or maybe I need to add a vegetable to it to help balance it out Mm -hmm. and it can just teach you how to make those balanced meals and make those informed decisions and then it just helps you make those more mindful choices too yeah I think too it kind of helps like if you know you are gonna have pizza or you are gonna have like some sort of splurge it can help you plan kind of the rest of your day around that a lot of people will just be like, oh, I'm just going to skip lunch or something. But um, you go into more be, hungry and then overeating. Yeah, you're going to be short on your protein. And it's just like, why don't you just eat some extra protein for lunch or, you know, eat some extra vegetables like with it? Yeah, totally stuff like that. And it can help you feel better mentally, too, about the fact that, you know, maybe normally I would eat four pieces of pizza, but I'm only going to eat two because I'm also going to have my vegetables and you know or something else right like, to and go it's with like it. you can still like you are able to enjoy foods that you like and you're still working towards yeah. your goals opposed to getting in that all or nothing mentality of oh I had pizza so I'm just gonna like that's not on my plan so I better just get it all out of my system which that is mentally and physically like exhausting uh yeah for sure and I think too just like what we were talking about in the beginning um about like intermittent fasting or maybe you're doing keto or like paleo Um, a lot of times people will do that and then maybe they'll lose weight because they are restricting their calories. But then you get to the point where, um, maybe you hit like a plateau and then you have no data to like make any adjustments. Yeah. So it's like, technically I could eat a whole jar of almond butter and a whole slab of bacon and that's paleo, but I'm probably not going to be working towards my goals because that's very also calorie dense. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Maybe I'd rather enjoy like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and Mm -hmm. whatever, just 
it just, I don't know. I think there is such power in learning how to, um, log your food in my fitness pal or whatever tracking app you use mm-hmm. just to get that knowledge behind. I like that balance plate stuff too. That's always, that's a super simple thing for people to follow. Um, having your, it's half your plate vegetables, a quarter starch, right? Yep. Half a plate veg- protein. Yep. Half your plate vegetables, quarter starch, quarter protein. That's a really great place to start too with like the foundational, um, habits of just prioritize that being one of your meals. Um, yeah. Like if you're not sure method. it's a soup. Yeah. The plate method is just a super easy way to just, it's a good place to start to kind of like point you in the right direction of kind of like what to like work towards and you know what to expect for like a long term. Cause I think about this every day. Like every time I go to plan a meal, I'm always like, <laughs> okay, I'm trying to like have all of the three things like together. You know what I mean? I'm always trying to like balance that stuff out. And, and it almost gives me like, such like dinner and like lunch and stuff. Um, breakfast is always just whatever I randomly have. But if I don't have like a vegetable on my flip plate, I've done it so consistently for so long. If I don't see something green, I almost get like a little anxious of like yeah. something's missing. Yeah, I know. I always tell the kids too, um, if I hadn't like prepared any sort of vegetable, I almost always have carrots in my fridge and I'll be like, Oh, and you need a handful of carrots with that. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just like always go back to that. I'm always like, Oh, I need, um, more protein for this to like make this work, you know? So yeah, maybe for breakfast, you add in a little bit of egg whites to your eggs to like up that protein a little bit. Or I sometimes like to put, you know, maybe a few slices of like ham or like something on your eggs or, you know, whatever, just stuff like that is like good, um, options to just up that protein just a little bit, like across your day. Right. For sure. And that's it. Yeah. Plate method. That's like if you're going out to eat, if you're at like a family thing, holiday, whatever, just always going back to that as how your plate should look. And that's it too. Just even with like the food logging, just logging for even a week just to kind of see like where you're at, like with your protein goal can be super beneficial because we were talking about this before the podcast. A lot of times people will think like, oh yeah, I eat like plenty of protein and then they'll log a day and realize they're only eating like 40 grams and Uh, The recommended is usually going to be anywhere from like 0.8 to 1 gram per pound body weight. Mm -hmm. So um, let's say like, yeah, like if you're. Well, we just did the protein challenge here and ladies, we're looking for like a minimum of like 105. Yeah, guys, guys, 155. One like 155. So that's a good benchmark to start. If you're really looking to put on lean muscle, then you're going to need even more than that. And it does kind of more base off your body weight at that point. Um, cause yeah, if you're actually in like a, a weight loss phase, then you don't want to go off your body weight as far as like, you don't want to do one gram per pound if you're actually looking to lose weight. Cause you'll probably get like too much. Uh, actually. So, um, that's not, it's not a bad thing to do one, uh, one gram per pound, one body gram weight. per pound probably isn't too bad. Yeah. When you're, um, in a deficit, when you're trying to lose body weight, just cause that's the more protein, it's going to help you preserve that preserve muscle mass. Muscle, yeah. I was just saying like, it just, it just depends kind of like where you're at and where your starting sure. point is to say whether you want to like do that much protein, protein. I mean, if you weigh like 300 pounds, 300 grams yeah. of protein is going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's like, yeah. With nutrition, like again, like it, yeah, it goes back to like, it depends. So if, yeah, yeah if you are someone that has a lot of weight to lose, then going, uh, 
pound per gram body weight is really high. Probably a little so excessive, yeah. Sometimes what they'll even recommend, just a good rule of thumb, is maybe go off of like your goal body your weight. Your goal, yeah. That could be a great place to start. And then even too, it's just if you're someone that's never logged your protein and you're only getting 40 grams, then maybe like 155 grams is just super overwhelming. So yeah, maybe you're gonna, yeah. let's start at like 100 grams. You're going to look to ways to just every meal to just up it a little bit over time. Yeah. yeah. And just and just reflecting back on your day of like, did I have a protein source in every meal and snack? You don't, if, you literally, you're going to, you're going to wreak havoc on your body. If you try to go from 40 to like 150, your digestion <laughs> might be a little messed up. You want to ramp that up a little bit over time for sure. And just, we're more about the consistency of it. Not really the yo-yoing, right? Like, Oh, one day I get 155. The next day I only get 50 and I just go up and down. I'd rather you just sort of like build it up over time and just consistently pay attention to the protein. And then it will like come, you know? Yeah, and then it's just the more you do it, the easier it becomes, the more, and you start being more aware of like what things have protein in them. And, uh, then you can mix and match from there. I kind of like to think about foods too that give you a good like bang for your buck for for protein too so you kind of like at least one time a day try to get like that kind of a food like a like a lean meat like a chicken or something like that so you can get a lot of protein like in one sitting with it you know and you don't have to like eat a lot of little meals or whatever to try to get it in if you're only you know getting protein from like an egg or something right and that's it so just kind of go into the next segue of um, so we were talking about like food logging and stuff. And so we always throw around the word like macros. So macros, what those are, that's short for macronutrients. And so that refers to like our protein, carbs, and fats. And you're um, talking about logging on my fitness pal. That's like the most popular. App. Yeah. I would say it's probably like the most user friendly. Yeah. There's another one that's called a chronometer. That one's pretty good too. But I think for just starting out, my fitness pal is a really easy and one. It, there's a lot of data in there too for, yeah. um, different like there's a lot of options. You can basically search anything and it's yes. like going to be in there. Yeah. And we'll go over some of that too. Just like things to look out for. But, um, so yeah, so like macronutrients, um, that those are what make, make up our calories. So if we're hitting a certain number of macronutrients, we're, um, hitting the calories that we need. Uh, but a good place to start also, just if you want to like keep it extra simple is just focus on a protein goal. And then from there, once you're consistently hitting your protein goal, then maybe diving into a calorie goal. Also not getting in the nitty gritty of like, how many carbs do I need to be eating? How many fat do I need to be eating? Just start with a protein and then a calorie goal. Mm -hmm. And then from there you can start dialing in carbs Mm -hmm. and fat. Yeah. It's just, you're kind of like leveling up, right? Like the more you learn, it's really overwhelming to learn all that stuff at once. So protein we start there then we go to calories and then once we're we've been consistent with that stuff and we really understand it and we kind of know what it takes then you like go to that like next level yeah. of like okay well now I'm gonna pay attention to what my carbs are or whatever yes for sure going from like protein calories carbs how do you decide what calories you want to go for because I think a lot of people would say like oh I'm gonna go for like 1200 (laughs) right I don't know why that number is still a thing um so if you're gonna want to do it by if you want to do it by yourself um the best thing that I'd recommend is you want to get online and go to um a td uh, what is it td D or T D E E calculator I don't know I've Um, never used yeah it's tde calculator it's total daily expenditure So that's like the energies or total daily energy expenditure. So that's the amount of energy and calories that we burn per day. So, and that also like those calculator, 
calculators they'll encompass with like your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, which is the calories that you burn just like laying on the couch doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So you can get online. There's a bunch of different calculators out there. Uh, The one that I would recommend using is Precision Nutrition. So if you just type in Precision Nutrition um, TDEE calculator, or you can just type in Precision Nutrition Macro Calculator, it will pop up. That one's a really great one. Um, Otherwise, too, if you just type in TDEE calculator on Google, a bunch of them will pop up. Um, from there, it will ask you like your activity level, your age, weight, height, gender. And then from there, it's going to give you a guideline of like what your maintenance calories would mm-hmm. be. So your maintenance calories, that's to maintain what you have right now. Um, but what I would recommend first before you even like jump on a calculator is just do like a week or seven to 10 days of food logging. See where you're at, because mm-hmm. a lot of times people's maintenance is a lot higher than what they've been doing. So if you're someone that has been consistently eating 1200 calories and it tells you that it wants you to eat 2200, that's going to be a shock on your system. Uh, so you yeah. want to slowly like inc- just like your protein goal, maybe you start at Okay, if you're consistently getting 1,200, maybe we'll try hitting 1,300 for a couple weeks. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then now we'll increase it to 1,400 and slowly try to get up to that maintenance. Yeah, it's it's crazy the amount of people that are actually depriving themselves and are really short on the amount of calories that they need to get. And it can be overwhelming to have to eat more. Yeah, well, it just, it seems so counterintuitive. Oh my gosh, so much, yes. And a lot of times too, what happens will... For when we start logging, um, a lot of times what I see is when people start logging, well, then that's when they're trying to eat like perfect, uh, especially if they know somebody's going to be looking at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but a lot of times once I see once people get going is they'll realize that during like Monday through Friday, they're eating like really solid. And then on the weekend, maybe it's Saturday, Sunday or even Friday through Sunday, they're just kind of letting loose or maybe not logging at all. And so they feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm being so restrictive. I'm not. I'm eating so good during the week. Like, why am I not hitting my goals? Well, that weekend of just going crazy can really affect that week. It's almost half your week. It's three days. Yeah, I think it ends up being like 43% yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So um, it's just being mindful of like, if you are someone that's reading, letting it rip on the weekends, it's like maybe if you were just eating consistently more throughout the week, then you could balance in those weeks. And you wouldn't feel it. as deprived and you wouldn't feel like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I ate perfect to my diet all week. And so now I'm going to, now I've earned the right to just go crazy. And now I'm eating 4,000 calories a day over the weekend. And it's just like, it ends up averaging out to not yeah, being in a calorie deficit. So let's deficit. just be a little more consistent. And the weekends can be so tough. I, so. I usually just try to like eat my same breakfast on the weekends. And then usually if you know, you're going to go out in the evening, just a good idea is just to have those like non-negotiables. What we talked about a lot is just making sure you know, eat more protein earlier in the day. If you know you're going to go out, like stuff like that to try to help not just, you know, blow your whole day out of the water. For sure. And that's it too. A lot of times people, um, maybe they will start eating more like throughout the week. And then you'll see a lot of like stuff on Instagram, social media, like, oh, I started eating more and then I lost weight. Well, a lot of times that's only because they actually were eating that amount already, but it was, yeah, like 1200 calories during the week and then 4,000 calorie weekends where they upped their calories throughout the week. And then they were able to be consistent during the weekends because they weren't deprived. They were adding more foods they enjoyed throughout the week. So then it just developed that consistency and then they started getting Mm -hmm. the results they wanted because a lot of times too what will happen on the weekends is if you do just go crazy and have um 
all the fun foods, drinks and stuff, your body and stuff gets so inflamed mm-hmm. and then you just takes a while to get back into the groove and then you're like, all right, now I'm going to really dial things in. Mm-hmm. And then it's just that constant yo-yo. I know. And think about if you're more, you know, around that like age 40 or whatever, you're starting to get to a point to where recovering from that stuff is a lot harder too. It takes you know, an extra day than it does for maybe a younger person. And so you're just kind of, kind of piling on top of maybe problems that you're, that you already have from other inflammatory like foods and stuff that you're doing. So it can kind of, kind of be, I don't want to say catch 22, but it's like, I don't know what the term I'm looking for is, but sort of like a ball, like rolling downhill, right? You yeah. just sort of pick up this momentum of inflammation and just feeling overall, shitty because if you're drinking a lot too you're not it's affecting your sleep as well yeah the whoop um the whoop strap that I wore for two years that was kind of the biggest takeaway that I learned from wearing that is how much the alcohol affects my sleep even when you don't think you're drinking excessively like alcohol close to bedtime even if it's only like one or two drinks can affect your sleep and then that's just like that snowball effect yeah, and that's it. Um, just since you brought up the alcohol, so just one thing to bring up with that. I had someone the other day they were talking about uh, they're gonna go home and have a drink, and uh, they said something about it being zero calories. So alcohol is not zero calories, even if you're having like vodka and water. Um, alcohol is referred to the fourth macronutrient. So there is actually seven um, calories per one gram of alcohol. Um, and the thing to know with alcohol is, is when you have it, a lot of times, like the last thing, a lot of times people will either save, like they won't eat during the day because they want to save up their calories for the drinking. Well, then after you have some drinks, like your inhibitors are like, screw it. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to eat what I want. And nobody yeah. wants to eat like a veggies and chicken <laughs> after drinking. So then we end up eating all the fun foods. Yeah. And the thing is too, is um, when we have alcohol, it is a poison to our body. So when we have it, our body's first thing is like, I need to get this out of my system. So let's say you had a really big dinner and then you were drinking on top of it. Your body is going to prioritize metabolizing that alcohol before that food. So um, its job is to get that out. So if we're just having drinks on tops of drinks on tops of drinks, um, it's that's like when, slowing down it's, your it's digestive slowing down system. your digestion. So that's why, like, if you've ever had bad, bad digestion after drinking, but um, that food gets last priority. So a lot of times, then our body can store that as body fat. So just knowing that. Um, Plus, your decision making is poor. Decision making, <laughs> uh, sleep isn't going to be great. So it's just. Knowing, I guess that's probably one of the only things that we are kind of proponents of cutting out or reducing is the alcohol consumption and just being honest with a, why you drink alcohol and how much you're actually having, like being really honest about that. Um, I enjoy alcoholic drinks. I just try to minimize it, just knowing the effect that it has on my sleep, which is just can like induce that snowball effect, which is what I was talking about before. And you know how we kind of started off the, the podcast with sleep and, how it just kind of starts with that good night's sleep, you know, yep. to have good, having your body functioning well and having your decision making functioning well so that you're not doing, you know, making those 
bad decisions and just overall, like just feeling like crap, you know what I mean? And that's it too. It's just like, yeah, if you're someone that you enjoy like drinking, that's no problem. It's just being honest with yourself of this. If it is like, if you have like certain goals, like just knowing that there may be seasons in your life or maybe it's cutting back on it or cutting it out for a while. If you have like a set, like weight loss or body comp goal. Um, but then even too, just if you are going to have it, just being mindful of it, having it in moderation. And there is some stuff too that can help like minimize the effect on it. So, um, with it being summer, like having it, the less that you can have it close to your sleep, the better. So like day drinking is going to be a lot better than having it right up to <laughs> there bed. There you have it folks. Peyton says day drink. <laughs> She's giving you permission to be a lot better than having it right before bed. Um, and then also too, like trying to make sure that you are eating well-rounded, like high quality meals, um, with your protein, carbs, fats, and fruits and veggies. That's just going to help you, um, feel full and satisfied. So then when you do have alcohol, you're not going to get like the hunger munchies is bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, also too, like prioritizing drink quality. So having, um, like more like top shelf liquor, having liquor or like alcoholic drinks that have less sugar, um, that is going to be better than, cause if you're having like margaritas and stuff, you're going to have all the sugar on top of yes. the alcohol calories too. So yes, it does. Man, you like, don't think about how much they add to some of those drinks, you know? Yeah. It's insane. Some of it is like having Liquid a, sugar. Like a dessert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And then too, just like with anything, like having a plan, hey, how does like a light beer right on your list <laughs> I say yeah having like a lighter beer that'd be like yeah lower carb for sure and then it's uh, also, I'm like the champ of the light beer <laughs> so nice too so like if you are someone that is um logging or like if you are using a tracking app so how you would log alcohol is you would take the alcohol calories divided by four and you would log them as a carb or you would take the alcohol calories divided by nine and you would add them, add them or log them as a fat so um, carbs, there's four grams of carbs per one calorie. So that's why you take it divided by four. If you're going to do it as a carb, that is nine calories per gram. So that's why you would take it by nine if you're going to log it as a fat. Yeah. So it's actually more than like what it says on the can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why. So like a lot of times, like you'll have a light beer and it will say 100 calories, but only has two carbs. So you need to take that 92, that is the alcohol calories. Yeah. And that is what you would divide by four if you're going to log it as a carb or divide it by nine if you're going to log it as a fat. Yeah, so you're actually adding that to your carbs and fat. Yeah, definitely. So it has a little, not only does it have more of an effect than you think on your sleep and decision making and things like that. But it also, it ups your calorie intake and it, and it ups your macros like more than what you're taking into consideration. I guarantee it. Yeah. So that's why you like, yeah, choosing the lighter beers, the um, lower in sugar drinks, that's going to be, you're not going to get all those extra calories from that too. Um, And two, making sure like staying hydrated when you're drinking. So we were talking about Tito's and water, (laughs) Peyton. I would maybe have a water, then your Tito's and water. Um, but yeah, making sure you're hydrated. That's like, so what we were talking about earlier, like having those non-negotiables, like picking like three things that you do daily, no matter what, that will just really help set you up for success, whether it's a holiday, vacation, um, weekend, weekend, whatever (laughs) it may be that can just help keep you in line. So then too, like, let's say you had a night of drinking and then you're just not feeling great the next day, not feeling motivated. You have those three things and that can just help domino effect into your day. Yeah. Plus, I mean, water and hydration is really good for hangovers. Yes. (laughs) Electrolytes, getting some electrolytes. (laughs) 
Yeah, getting those element packets or whatever brand you like for extra hydration. What are they? What are some other ones? The um, element is like the most popular one. None and UUN. That's oh. a popular one that you can get like at Hy-Vee. Um, I don't know. I hear a lot of people it. drink Pedialyte. Oh, I yeah. I think it's like a big after drinking thing. Um, man, what's the one that someone gave me one day? I can't remember the name. I don't think it was Element. It was like. Um, uh, there's liquid IV. Yeah, liquid IV one. is what I was thinking of. And it tasted like salt water. And I had a really hard time getting it down. I haven't tried that one yet. It tasted very salty. And she was like, just. Just drink it down and quit being a baby. <laughs> but yeah, those are going to be really great. Like if you do have a night that you go out and have too much fun, um, that's going to be a lot better than like something like a Gatorade or like an Under Armour drink because those, they do sugar. have some electrolytes, but they have a lot of sugar in them. So yeah. having a legit electrolyte packet is good. Yeah, with so. just like regular water to like be mindful of that sugar intake. Yes. Yeah. Liquid sugar adds up quick. Yeah. I mean, any of those... Like, I don't know, I'm going to call them like processed drinks and stuff. Usually have a lot of sugar in them that you're not really thinking about. Also, yes. <laughs> adding to your to your sugar intake there. <laughs> so it doesn't like and that's a thing too, like uh, protein powders. Uh, a lot of people always ask about like protein powder and just know like protein powder is just a supplement for protein. So it's a great way to help up that protein intake. But if you are having a protein shake, you might not feel as full of satisfied as having like a chicken breast or like some ground beef. So yeah, so a protein shake is super convenient and really helpful to get like an extra 25 grams or so of protein. Um, but I definitely would not be relying on those. And even like smoothies aren't my favorite because anything liquid like that just digests so fast. Yeah, you'll be like super hungry within an hour. Oh my gosh, hour. like think about how many calories you can put in a smoothie and you have to be careful about what kind of smoothies and stuff you're doing because they will be really high in sugar and stuff like that. So think about, you can make like a 500 calorie smoothie and literally be hungry in one hour. Yeah. So it's just, you have to be kind of careful with that kind of stuff. I prefer you to just like eat food, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Yeah, it's just if you're someone that's new that's starting out, um, just going back to like those foundations we were talking about, like just really trying to um, limit that processed food, focusing on more whole foods, like foods that don't come like in a package, having those balanced meals, that is going to help you just, like we said before, dial in those hunger cues let you know if you're feeling satisfied um it's just a great way to reduce calories without having to log or track your food yeah yeah um I think I was gonna say something about logging earlier but I don't remember what it was did we talk about logging pretty much did you say everything that you'd want to say about that logging is really sort of in there a few steps yeah you're really gonna start other things first before you would get into that yeah I would say like blogging is really great just to start like uh just start learning like what you are having and just being mindful of like your weekends because a lot of times people just you kind of forget what you do day to day so you can be like oh I eat really great and I, I'm pretty dialed in on the weekends where it's just like a budget if you're budgeting your money you can look back and be like oh I'm realizing I'm spending five dollars a day on coffee or so like if you have that food log you can be like oh wow I didn't realize that I am consistently eating this food or if you're someone that has like food sensitivities it can help you look back and just give you how that much log. of it you're getting um yeah I mean that's a good point like with the coffee I think a lot of times people don't realize how much calories are in their coffee if they don't just like drink black coffee. And yes. so sometimes it can be kind of a little bit of an eye opener that you're not really realizing how many calories 
certain things have in them. Um, I think too, once you start getting used to like eating more whole foods, you end up eating more food, like more volume, yeah, more volume of food. And then, and then you like realize that like, Oh, this little granola bar that I've been eating every day has 250 calories. Like it had like like almost a meat, a half a meal. It's barely a snack. You know what I mean? And then it's like this tiny little granola bar and you just end up realizing like, this isn't even worth it. Like I'll just eat extra food. Like I'll eat an extra like potato wedges or something, or I'll eat, you know, like something like that, that actually tastes good, you know? Yeah. It just helps. It just really helps you like, it's just, yeah, like I said, like with like budgeting and stuff, like it just helps you see like what you're doing and then it allows you to um, use that data to determine like what your next step is. Um, and that being said too, like if it just, all of this maybe sounds like overwhelming to you, I cannot recommend enough um, hiring a nutrition coach. Um, Some people don't even know that that's available. And I think that that's also where, um, what was Kelly saying the one time she's just like paralyzed by just the indecision being able not being able to make a decision because there are so many options yeah what's the like little cliche term for that I like forget <laughs> I don't know any Kyle Kyle's good yeah at the yeah just like where you just there's too many decisions so you can't make one you don't know what company to go with it's actually a pretty sizable expense per month so you want to like trust in the person you want to be able to trust the process you don't want it to be another one of those things where like oh this is probably not going to work for me and then I will have spent another like how many ever hundreds of dollars like on it so um but we've done nutrition coaching we've all hired nutrition coaches and gone through it and the nice thing about it is they can help educate you and you can kind of get to your goals faster just because you're not having to do all of the research and learning on your own. Your coach can really help you get to a point of where you want to be just a lot quicker through that like education. Yeah. And they're there to answer any questions you have and they're the one monitoring all your stuff. So you don't have to worry about like is this right? Is this yes, wrong? Because like, that can be like the most intimidating thing too with like nutrition is just like, oh, I don't even know if I'm doing this right. So I don't want to waste all this time doing mm-hmm. this thing. And that's why fad diets and instant gratification is so popular because mm-hmm. you don't have to go through that trial yeah. and error. And I don't know if you want to recommend any companies over the podcast, but we definitely have people who are on nutrition programs have hired nutrition coaches so if it is something that you are interested in you can reach out to a coach and then we can like give you some good direction for that yeah I say um the one that Kelly and I personally use is and I know a few people in the gym have started using them is black iron nutrition um I've had I've really liked that one so far I know Kelly's loved it oh yeah Kelly's had super good success but that being said too there's a lot out there um yeah, there's a lot of different options out there. That's just ones that we've used personally that yeah, we really and I like. Mean, and if you're not ready for that, like if you just really want to do those basics, then just, you know, go back to the beginning, re-listen to the things that we said, start there and just have this mindset of like, I am interested in a lifestyle shift and a lifestyle change. I'm not interested in just weight loss. Like I want to change my life. I don't want to keep living the way that I'm living. I don't want to stay in this catch 22 that I'm always in. I don't want to be living in these ups and downs. I want to stop feeling like crap about myself. Um, then starting with those basics and just knowing that like, this is going to take me some time, but I'm dedicated to improving myself and working on it. And just like 
there was a few podcasts ago. I think we talked about how we're like going to love the process, like embrace the process and not like getting to your end goal necessarily. Because I think that once you kind of start this kind of a journey, your goals end up changing because you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're capable of. You don't really know what you want. And I think, I think too, it was Elena. Was it that Elena's podcast? I, I think, think that so. that's a good one to listen to for some good inspiration. Um, just coming from somebody who didn't really, you know, know a lot about training and just had like a really poor mindset around nutrition, like, and how she's kind of been able to like make the shift. Yeah. And I think exactly what you said, like with like the process, cause there really isn't like, there's no you, end. Yeah. There's <laughs> no end to it. So like the really focusing on that process and focusing on the things that are in your control of like, like we said, those non-negotiables, like what are three things that I know like I can do today that my future will thank me for? Like you just got to keep practicing like that person that you want to become because if you sit around just waiting for that motivation or waiting to become that person you want to be, if you're not doing the actions to get there, you're never going to get there and you're just going to be living in that limbo of like, why am I not where I want to be? And Mm -hmm. um, that was one thing I forgot to say too. That was uh, one of the foundation thing is, practicing uh like self-care and like self-love like daily like being nice to yourself when you look into the mirror and like saying nice things because if you are on this journey from a place of like disliking yourself and like hating yourself no matter how much weight you lose or wherever you get you're still going to be stuck in that mind frame because you're always going to find something that you weren't good enough at yeah you're always going to find something and it's just like a fixed mindset too of just like oh like if you're constantly telling yourself like I'm someone that will never be able to do this I'm always going to be stuck where I'm at like you that's where you're going to be and you Mm -hmm. have to really shift that mindset of like what would the per what would the person that I want to become like what would they do today Mm -hmm. and it's just the more that you do like think of that and pick those things that they do and you do those things for one you're building the confidence in yourself that you can do those things Mm -hmm. and then every time you keep a promise to yourself you're just um just layering it on yeah you're proving to yourself that you can do it it's just like just like learning a move a new skill or a new movement like every time you do it you get a little bit better at Mm -hmm. it and I think that's so important because yeah like if you're just constantly telling yourself you can't do this or it's too hard Mm -hmm. and you're never going to get where you want to be like you're just going to be stuck where you're at yeah that's just it just goes back to just embracing that process just being happy with yourself that you're working on it like I'm just I'm working on it like I'm working on it yeah like and just do the things that it takes to work on it just do those things do the things and just work on it and don't worry so much about the end goal but just be proud of yourself that you're doing the things whatever they are before you know it you'll be doing even more like the things will become second nature and you'll be doing more things yeah and and you'll be able to layer more and more on top of that over time and then over time you have like a time that doesn't go great like look at it what led up to not going great what were things that you can do in the future because if you just are like oh well I suck I didn't do that right well you can learn from it everything's a learning moment and then it's just going to make you stronger for the next time that situation occurs yeah I really like that um mindset of I'm not going to beat myself up over mistakes or perceived mistakes. I'm going to reflect and use that as data on like, why did I find myself in this position? You know, and it might be, it it might be some things that you are like not really aware that you're doing, you know, and, or, you know, maybe you need some therapy or something. Maybe you need to make some kind of major change. I know, I know that we've talked about this on the episodes before, but, um, I think kind of 
just being more like what you said, just more positive and just more happy that you're working on it. Just yeah. kind of embrace that process. And because like, what's the alternative? Just not yeah, the be, same yeah, going so, backwards. And yeah. that's, that sucks, too. Yeah, so those are your alternatives. So just work on it. Be proud of where you're at and what you've accomplished. And um, comparing yourself to others can kind of be that like thief of joy. You know, well, so and so is further ahead in their journey than me and or they're skinnier than me or they're better than me and it's just like they just been working on it longer they yep. just been more dedicated to it for more time and I think we see that a lot in the gym here with you know people being jealous or whatever and it's just like listen I've been doing this for three more years than you and if you just keep chipping away at what I'm doing you can be me in three years <laughs> right when I'm someone, not special <laughs> or like yeah when someone I like just think of like a higher skill movement of someone of like oh I that somebody that's like maybe new and they're like I want to get a bar muscle up and it's like this took like seven years yeah <laughs> right I know I know I know just yep because I've we've just embraced the process like we've just known that this is our lifestyle and I've had a lot of ups and downs I just had my 10-year anniversary with CrossFit and I was talking to a couple of guys the other day and they're like yeah well how come you're not better we expect you to be better at it like this is a joke yeah. and I was like you know honestly I've been better I have been better um, but I'm fine with it. I don't always have to be at the peak performance for CrossFit. I'm still doing the things. I'm still doing the nutrition things. I'm still coming in and doing the training. It might not be always what I'm necessarily capable of. Like I might not always be at my very tip top best, but I don't have to be to live yeah. a healthy lifestyle. When it's like you have like those habits set in place of like just kind of knowing like these are the, you know, like these are the things you need to do to like maintain of like where you're at and it's just yeah I think that's I'm able to just maintain if I if I want to do better then I would hire a nutrition coach I would dial that nutrition back in um I would start working on some extra skills but to me that stuff's not important right now what's more important to me is just the maintenance of the lifestyle and I'm not really in it to squeeze out every bit of potential that I have right now it's like I've kind of already done that I peaked I was telling them like I peaked in like 2018 once I really was like learned how to dial in the nutrition and get that protein and really do like some extra I did some extra training it really like it really allowed me to kind of soar in my performance but I just kind of realized that now that I'm 41 years old (laughs) it's not that important to me and I've kind of already done it and now I'm like I'm kind of like over it. And I think that's like the biggest thing too, is just like dialing, like being realistic with like your expectations of like, or being realistic and then being realistic with your expectations of like what your goals are, what trade-offs that you're willing to take, what seasons of life that you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, yeah, just being honest with yourself of like what's important to you. What are you willing to trade off? Um, Yeah. There's definitely trade-offs. Like it's, I, I don't know what episode I was saying it in earlier, but it's just like, if you want to get a pull up or something, you could come in and do a bunch of extra work in the gym and you could spend an extra hour a day and you would get your pull up faster. But like you have kids and a job and you have, you know what I mean? So like, you just have to realize it'll just take a little bit longer to get there. And that's totally fine. There isn't a rush to like get to that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's just what you're willing to do and like what season of life you're in. That's just exactly right. You know, I'm just sort of in a season of life where I'm just trying to get like five workouts in a week and I'm just trying to make sure that I'm loosely following my, you know, eating whole foods. And I do cook, quote unquote, cook at home. I don't. I eat food at home. That's already at my home. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. So last little tidbit I want to give. So if you are someone that um, you don't like, you're not like 
Don't love doing like a bunch of recipes and stuff. Like I don't either. A really good tip is use the rule of two to threes. So like at the beginning of the week or maybe twice a week, pick like two proteins to prep ahead. Maybe that's like some ground beef and some chicken. Just cook them ahead, throw them in the fridge, cook two to three carb sources or make sure you have two to three carb sources on hand, whether that's like some potatoes or some rice or just having like some tortillas in the fridge, whatever that may be. And then um, having like two to three veggies um, prepped and ready to go and then having uh, two to three like fat sources. So like whether that's you're having fattier meat or you have... um, you're cooking your veggies in oil. You have holy guacamoles, nuts, peanut seeds, butter, yeah. peanut butter. Um, but having those staples and like when you make your grocery list, use that as a foundation of like I need two to three proteins, two to three carbs, two to three fats, two to three mm-hmm. veggies. Um, by having those staples, you'll be able to mix and match. And um, it's just a great way to build balance. Yeah, meals. totally. I completely love the whole like rice potato tortilla, chicken beef pork like, yeah it's so it's just makes you your can, life a lot mix easier you can make stir fries you can do taco bowls you can you can yep. you can really mix up like the flavors and stuff with different seasonings i'm and, a big fan of mixing all my food together and just yes. eating it as one <laughs> yeah i really like that sort of stuff so um it, it can be super easy it doesn't need to be an elaborate recipe. It really doesn't. I mean, if you enjoy that sort of thing like yeah, that's awesome. awesome um maybe you just need to learn some better substitutes for things that you already cook. Um, so maybe kind of looking up some lower calorie. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about was a good protein source is like Greek yogurt. Yeah. Greek yogurt. Um, awesome. Greek yogurt. And then you can, you know, add in some little things like instead of buying like the yogurt cups already made that have extra sugar added to it. I kind of like to just make my own stuff at home with like you can add little bits of chocolate chips to like some Greek yogurt or you just, or a uh, PB2 powder. PB2 makes a really good PB2 dip, like powder is a good dip. Um, my kids absolutely love it. You can dip um, apples in it or yeah, anything that like kind of goes with peanut butter. It's also just like a really good flavor too, to just eat, you know, just eat plain yeah. Greek yogurt with PB2 or whatever. So that's kind of some stuff that I like to do the ads that kind of gets my sweet tooth going without really adding like tons of calories or you know, it helps you make like you feel a lot more like full and satisfied opposed if you're going to have like some ice cream and stuff, which ice cream is is totally fine. Like a moderation, but it's just, I love ice cream, but it just, yeah, I have to plan. I have to plan that I'm going to buy ice cream and I'm going to eat the whole thing. Yes. And that, (laughs) uh, I forgot to say this. Uh, one of my number one tips too, is just setting your environment up for success. So if you are new on your health journey, um, the first thing I recommend doing is just going through your pantry and doing like a pantry fridge clean out. Um, cause it's all about making the best choice, the easiest choice. Cause after a long day of work and you're tired or stressed or you didn't get good sleep, if you have all that stuff in your house, that is what you're going to go for because mm-hmm. food does like raise our endorphins, mm-hmm. makes us feel better in the moment. So yeah. just some quick tips for when you are setting up your environment, uh, asking yourself like, is this a treat sweet or a snack? And will this help me move positively towards my goals? Um, then like just, Sorry, I was reading something. <laughs> That's okay. I'm talking to the microphone. Um, oh, so it, it, this, so like, yeah, just being mindful of what you have in your house and just like, is this something that I know I will overindulge in that is going to make me feel negatively? And also too, if you have to go out and go get something, that's just going to help you be a lot more mindful. So mm-hmm. for me, like when I want, if I have ice cream in the house, 
I will just eat it until like every day. Literally, I'll just keep eating I will it eat until, the whole thing. until it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then where it's like, if I, some nights when I get done coaching, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to stop and grab an ice cream sandwich. There you go. Single serve. Yep. Done. <laughs> not, it's not in the house. Yep. So that's just the best way. I to, try to do that with beer. I try not to just keep it at my house all the time. It's just so easy to grab drink it. it every night. Yeah. So I try to buy smaller portions so that, you know, it's okay. I'm going to enjoy a couple of nights of having a few beers. And then it's like, well, now I don't have any more beer. Right, where if it's to... just constantly full, yep. it's just so easy to yep. get in the habit. You know, and... one thing too, that I just want to point out, um, since I've been doing this stuff for just years upon years, I don't have that like pantry buildup. Literally, I don't have, if we need groceries, there is no food in my, I don't have extra food. Like I literally buy the food, we eat the food, there's no other food. So like, I don't have this like stockpile of all this extra food. It's just not there. You know, I I literally buy what we eat and that's it. So which is the best way. I just don't have this like big stockpile of snacks and just you know, all this sort of stuff because, um, you don't really need it. You just yeah. don't, you don't need to have all that stuff. It's in like, your yeah, house. if you want it, go get it, but you don't need to buy the giant family size bag of it. Like, get yeah, the I just, have it and- just, you know, like I know that we're going to eat, um, English muffins for breakfast this week. So buy a couple packages of those or whatever. Or I know that we need bread for like sandwiches or I just basically buy the same stuff and we just kind of mix it up a little bit, kind of like mix and match. Um, one more thing too, I've kind of discovered this, um, Instagram account called stealth health and I've made some of the quote unquote recipes from there. It's really not like really that much recipe, but, um, I made those chicken burritos that are on there and those things are bomb and you can freeze them and reheat them. And he's got all the macro breakdown, the calories, like everything on there. I have to send it to me. That sounds good. Yeah. And so I, I like that all the stuff that he does on there is like pretty much super easy. There's some stuff on there that I don't like really have a good cooking sense for. So like those, I just kind of skip over and I just kind of pick out the things that's like, yeah, I can make chicken and I can make this like, he kind of makes like an enchilada kind of like sauce type stuff to like, and you can add veggies into it and, and then you just roll it up in a, into a burrito and it's just like, it's really easy. That sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Finding like that kind of stuff can be helpful too. Yeah. Quick and easy. Yep. My kids like it too, except for when I accidentally used hot and spicy taco sauce (laughs) and then no one in my family but me could eat it. (laughs) I got meal prep. (laughs) And then the next time I made them, I made half with mild taco sauce or um, taco seasoning and I didn't add any extra veggies into it. So, and then I made the other half with like some, um, veggies but they were hot and spicy tomatoes and then (laughs) Isabel like was trying to eat it she's like mom this is way too spicy and I was like oh my gosh I didn't even realize I put the hot and spicy tomatoes in there so that's the only thing if you're cooking for a family you can't you have to be a little bit careful with that sort of maybe just have the things on the side I love spicy food so I'm like hot and spicy taco seasoning hot and spicy tomatoes (laughs) (laughs) but uh okay so how do you want to wrap this up we're about an hour and nine minutes in so I don't want to overwhelm people too much but We just kind of wanted this to be just like a basics. You can kind of, just like, I guess the parting words would be to really just honestly assess where you're at and kind of where you would like to be and just start chipping away, making some of these substitutions, you know, or making some of these additions, you know, to your day. So, and just start chipping away at it and like, see how you feel in a month, see how you feel in two months, see how you feel in three months. And then if you're really feeling like you, you really want to take it to the next level, 
you know, talk to a coach about doing a nutrition program, you know, something like that. So, um, I think that that's kind of a good spot to maybe end. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's good. I think, yeah, just pick one thing, start doing that consistently. Once you're consistently doing that, add another thing and um, just keep going from there. And yeah, pick that low-hanging fruit. What is that for you? It's going to be different for every every person because some people listening to this already drink the water. They already eat the vegetable. You know, they're already doing some of the things. So it's like every person's going to have a little bit of a different starting point, you know? So kind of pick what you think you can start doing like right away. And I think just knowing too, um, just because like we've said before, like there is so many quick fixes out there. So we think nutrition should be something that is just super simple super easy you should be able to nail it down right away and it's just knowing that with anything new it does take some trial and error it does take some work and it's just something that you got to keep working on and the more you do it the easier it becomes and Mm -hmm. it's simple and it's not easy just because you're yeah going against things that you've learned 20 40 60 years ago so yeah and just like the habits that you already have and the cravings that you kind of need to get away from you know yeah, and I think takes a, time. a good thing just keep asking yourself is if I'm not doing this then what's the alternative mm-hmm. and it's just if you are not happy with the alternative then just keep chugging away and before you know it you'll be amazed yeah. at where you're at yeah definitely awesome hopefully you found this helpful and as always if you do have any more questions or follow-ups you can reach out to one of us talk to any coaches keep an eye on our social media oh so. yeah lots of tips on the socials for sure so All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the gym. See you later.